we use a lot of the video internally into uh, our emails, to outreach and, and sales love, and also into our CRM, Salesforce. We put a lot of video. Man, it's also easier for a sales rep to tell what a deal comes in, how uh, it occurs to sign these deals as a deal win video. It's easier for them to do it than to fill a lot of fields. So uh, I think it's really a, a game changer. And we know that in the ops world, we're struggling sometimes to have all the, the data clean in the CRM. And I think the video could help a lot to bring uh, some efficiency and knowledge into the teams. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales ops onto the show to deconstruct the what, why, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by EBSA, a revenue intelligence platform used to identify risk in the pipeline and score customer engagement, and is sponsored by the Global Sales Operations Association and the UK Revenue Operations Network. Hello. And welcome to another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. Today, we're joined by Antoine Le Prince, who is the Revenue Operations Manager at Easy Movie. Antoine, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Happy to be here. So from my research of you, uh, it seems like your route into sales slash revenue operations has actually been slightly different um, from other people we've had on the show, e.g. I see like an investment VC background, which I think is quite interesting. I'd like to ask uh, why you came over into revenue operations from like the finance or investment um, world. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's really different. Yeah, I, I worked uh, in VC before uh, because I, I like the tech company uh, and I like finance and uh, and, I, and I'm more analytical. And um, and when I looked at startups, I really want to deep dive and worked uh, into startups. When I looked at jobs, I looked for some kind of jobs with some analytical parts, but also with tech part because I also have the background in technical. And this is how I. Uh, I uh, jump into the sales ops world first, and then the revenue ops world. Makes total sense. Like it seems like both the analytical and the finance skills developed in the investment world could really add value in the sales ops world. Did you find so? So these are maybe slightly unrelated to sales or revops, but when you were ch- then choosing which company to go and work for in sales or revops, did you like use your VC and investment analysis on that company to decide whether you should? Can work for them. Yeah, totally. And uh, I always do that uh, because uh, I looked at company through a, a VC uh, analytical mind. And for the, the fun fact, uh, after I joined, uh, just uh, when I joined Easy Movie, um, the actual VC where I worked, Ring Capital, actually invest in Easy Movie. So <clears throat> the job was done by the previous team. So I was uh, more than happy to, 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 to join the company. And also, uh, I don't look really much because the, the, the VC I worked with 
um, also did it. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. Um, it's almost like being in VC is like the, <laughs> you can like, because you see so many companies, if you do want to jump off into a business, it's just like the best place to do that from because you're like looking at the effectiveness of all these different companies. Anyway, that's slightly aside from the topic of the conversation. Um, could you just break down the, the revenue function at Easy Movie, e.g. how many are reps, whether that's sales or customer support that you're supporting or your team is supporting, and then how many people you have in the RevOps team? Yeah, sure. So we are currently based in, uh, in Paris and, uh, and New York. We have two offices. Um, we have both 10 commercials, uh, both in MAA and both in the US. Um, so this is for the commercial part, SDR, account executive. We have also some customer success, approximately uh, four or five in each geographies. And uh, today we are three in the revenue operation teams. Um, I and, uh, and two sales ops because mainly we decided that the, the sales ops is the main people you need after uh, a rev ops. Uh, there is a lot to do. A lot of data to analyze. There is a, a lot of uh, people to help uh, grow and have the, the best efficiency. So we decided to have one sales ops in each geography today. So we are free. Awesome. And what would you say is the biggest focus for the RevOps team right now? The biggest focus, we, we recently refocused the full uh, company, the entire company and the team on two main use cases, which is really the, the email outreach and the sales efficiency through video. So the real focus today is really to put, uh, to align all the team on this new strategy to, to, to collect the data, uh, and the right data at the right moment in order to, to see where we have to grow, where we have to put the focus on for the end of the year and the next years, the years to come. Uh, so really this is the main focus today since uh, a couple of months. Got it. And roughly how much of your time is split between sales ops and customer success ops um, in fact there is even more um, marketing ops a little bit finance ops a little bit too uh, and i tend to think that today uh, the the main part is sales ops and uh, if i could say maybe 50 60 percent sales ops and the rest is uh, more i think uh, from all the the, the the entire departments uh, full departments and customer success ops a little bit but less than a sense of, of definitely. Got it. And do you currently report into like the head of sales or like the CRO? I report to the CEO directly, yeah. Not the head of sales. Uh, the, the CRO or the COO? No, the, the CEO. CEO, amazing. Yeah, okay, cool. So yeah, that makes total sense then, right? You you can almost be like the the CEO's right-hand man for for like the revenue function. Yeah, exactly. When I, uh, when I joined uh, Easy Movie, even as a, uh, the first sales ops, I report to the CEO. And it is why I think my job really uh, naturally uh, moved to a revenue ops uh, jobs because I report to the CEO. So I have the, the, the full picture of marketing, sales, CSM. Um, and I tend to think that as a rev ops, uh, I couldn't uh, report to a head of sales. Uh, because today the VP sales has only the, the, the sales department. So it will bring some silos into the, the ops department. And the goal, my goal is really to, to break the silo and bring alignment uh, through departments. So I think it's really important that it will be uh, reporting the, to the CEO or the CRO, which would be the, the, the main portfolio. Uh, sure. So you think you guys are, at some point would hire a CRO or, 
Or are you eyeing up that role? Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Makes sense. Awesome. And then, so moving forward for the rest of 2021, what is like your, like the bigger thing that, that you are trying to achieve? Yeah, there is a lot, a lot of things, but um, yeah, I think the, the best thing we want to achieve is really to have the smoother process uh, of uh, the best customer experience. Um, it's not that easy uh, today because we have more and more specific teams. Uh, we have more and more uh, complex tools and we want the, to have the, the, the simplest um, process internally and externally uh, and to have really uh, this goes really smooth and uh, it's really uh, the, the biggest bit we want to achieve is really to align all the uh, the department on the on the same process and be sure that it's really smooth and uh, easy to to to, to track and uh, and follow well it, it kind of makes sense right because for people listening the description of easy movie on linkedin is the enterprise all, all in one video platform enabling exceptional customer experience and employee content sharing. So it kind of makes sense that you guys are really focused on providing your customers an exceptional customer experience because then all of your learnings can then be either built into your product or could be used as content marketing for the people that you're trying to attract, right? Yeah, exactly. We, we use a lot of the video internally into uh, our emails uh, through outreach and, uh, and sales love and also into our, our, our CRM, uh, Salesforce. Uh, we put a lot of video. I mean, it's also easier for uh, a sales rep to um, to tell what uh, a deal comes in, how uh, it occurs to sign these deals as a deal win video. It's easier for them to do it than to field a lot of uh, fields. So uh, I, I think it's really a, a game changer. And we know that in the ops world, we, we, we're struggling sometimes to have all the, the data clean in the CRM. And I think the video could help a lot to to bring uh, some efficiency and uh, and knowledge into the the, the 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 teams. Totally makes sense. Alex, you want to jump in to take us a little bit deeper? Yes, thanks, Tom, and thanks, Antoine. That was yeah, really interesting. And I really just wanted to jump into that the last piece that you were saying, which was um, about bringing video into the CRM. Um, and I guess given your <laughs> Your business, it would make sense that you might be on the forefront of that, but it's not something I've necessarily thought about much before. So, do you want to make the you know the the, the use case, make the make the sales pitch for why why you should be storing videos in the CRM? Yeah. So in the CRM, uh, the, the the use the main use case uh, we have three kind of use case that we use the most in the CRM. The first one is for the sales rep and commercials to put some uh, deal wins when they, they they win a deal and the deal inside also. Uh, to help uh, bringing some value uh, during the process for the entire team and also cross team to bring the CSM uh, before before the deal will happen. And the other one is more for the customer success team uh, on the account level, more to have a, a customer review and uh, some uh, um, each uh, quarter they will uh, record a video and see how the, the clients goes well or not, having some warnings uh, to the compare for the company to to really have a, a quick view on this customer and clients really quickly and do whatever we, we can to to to, to bring uh, the, the success on it. Okay, great. And so are they, so r- roughly what sort of length are those videos? Um, we, we, we try to do it really uh, uh, quick, uh, short and, and simple because we uh, provide uh, templates. So it's really a template uh, video in order for everybody to know what we're talking about at each moment. And we try to, to do less than uh, three minutes uh, for, for having more 
uh, impact of the, the video. Okay, thanks. And I suppose my question, so I've, I've done a bit of you know, um, data storage in, in, in CRMs, you know, both around things like handover from you know, saleswomen deals to CS, um, also the QBR process, as you talk about CS. And it certainly can see it becoming burdensome and recording a short video can make it more, more, more helpful for the, the team member. How do you balance that with the kind of the reportability and, and the sort of the data insights you could have got if you put things into certain fields? Do you do a hybrid approach or, or have you thought about that at all? Yeah, no, it's true that uh, we do less data on the, on the, on the, on the video. We have analytic uh, on the video, so we look at the video, uh, how many people, how long. Um, we also... Uh, uh, worked on a transcript in order after to, to work on the words and everything. Um, but yes, we, we still use the, the, the field in Salesforce in order to have a, a more reporting phases and uh, more reporting uh, analytics on data. So we do both. I think there is not the, it's not the, the same. Um, I think current, during the process, the sales rep have to fill in the, 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 the object in Salesforce, the field, because it helped him, uh, going through the process and after at some uh, key points and uh, key stages uh, it will record a video because it will be more smoothly and because a lot of people in the company won't go into each field because this is really sales oriented if you want a customer success to have a look it's better to have it in video that to go through different fields but after for the uh, the ops team and the, i think for the managers uh, in sales uh, it's really important to work with the field so i think it's Depends on the on the on who people will have a look and uh, if it's more sales oriented or more on the company knowledge. Great, and that makes makes a lot of sense. And and I think the way I'm sort of processing this now, I think it's a really great way to make you think what what needs to be as a field in the CRM so we can report on it, and what have we just been bringing in because we felt we had to record data. And all that stuff, can we not move that to a more engaging, easy to digest format that's easier, one, for the rep to record and two, for the rep or, you know, the following, whoever it is to digest. And um, yeah, so no, I really, really like that as an idea. And I think that helps push you towards being kind of lean and mean with what you're you're putting in your CRM and and helping reduce that kind of, um, you know, data paralysis when there's just too many things to look at. And so you don't really look at them properly. I, I I like that idea. Thank you. Um, the other thing that was interesting is you, you were just talking about, um, about reporting into the CEO and how you know you think obviously reporting into the, the head of sales would very much skew the sales ops rather than, than revenue ops. And um, what else have you tried to do to help, as you said, to break up those silos and to help um, have that kind of unified workflow? Um, to unify, I think the, the role of so also of the, the rev ops um, is uh, really to 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 uh, have the entire view of the, the full process and being involved in all the, the, the department meeting because sometimes um, some department, some uh, VP on uh, each department want to uh, implement a new process, a new, a new, a new task and to have always the view as the impact, the impact that could have on other departments is really important. So I think it's the main way is really to be involved on uh, everything uh, to be sure that there is no silos or if i could say a break um yeah breakdown of uh, of the passage during two teams or because now we have a, a lot of specific teams it's really uh difficult to to bring the information on one way from marketing to sales and the other way around is really difficult to 
have the feedback in the sense to the marketing. So it's always to to have uh, this uh, in both ways. I'm sure, man. That's, that's really helpful. Thank you. And um, do you have any examples of of where maybe someone, you know, they're from sales or marketing or CS has come to you with an idea um, that might have been great on, on on the face of it, but actually was going to negatively impact the other teams and how you helped to solve that? Sometimes it's really to bring the, the, the information and then to, 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 to put the tools on the table. Um, I don't have a, a specific example today uh, really uh, where there is a, a, a huge impact because we, we still are not a, a, a huge company and we, we, can, we are really agile. So we deploy really, uh, I said there could be an impact. We have to, to talk with the, the CEO and we just bring it to the table and, uh, and go very fast. So uh, I think today we, we, we are lucky to do it really quickly. Sure, no, that makes sense. Um, great. And then, so really just the last kind of question from me, which was... Um, is there anything that just generally that you want to share? Any sort of insights that you have into the world of RevOps, maybe where things you think are heading in the future? Um, anything that you've got that might be a sort of a controversial opinion that you, you know, uh, a best practice that's maybe no longer best practice anymore? You know, anything like that, really, the floor is open to you for anything you think that's really interesting to share with the audience. Yeah, no, I think there is one thing that it's not uh, an easy one to, to address is uh, really the organization of the, of the RevOps team. Uh, through geographies. I think it's not that easy when uh, you have uh, maybe the, the central team uh, in one country and after you have uh, uh, some people, some sales ops in other countries. Whether you decide to, uh, to, have the, to, to split the team and uh, having the sales ops, uh, for example, in the US to report uh, to the country manager of the PP sales uh, or the other way around, the sales ops to report to the, to the rare ops in another country. Um, I think it's not an easy one. It depends a lot of the organization on the, the people in place, etc. Um, we started with a, a split company, uh, and I think it doesn't work very well. And uh, we go now more on a central way with, uh, of course, a lot of interaction with the country manager and VP sales. Uh, but I think this is one thing we, we do, and it uh, doesn't work very well. Uh, and I think it's not the easy one, but on my side, uh, it was not the best uh, to uh, to split the two and uh, and better to to have a central uh, team and after to to work with the, the country. Um, okay, thanks very much. That's um, yeah, no, re- yeah, really interesting. And I've seen certainly yeah the, the issues with with geography and how you yeah, how you manage resources and there's pros and cons both ways. So I you know I manage yeah. a team that's exclusively based in the UK. And we've got a large number of our customers on the west coast and. It just means that your working hours get quite stretched, but at least you're all on the, the same page. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to sort of see more you know, ways of, of solving that other than just being able to add the headcount to build up teams and in, you know, across continents and, and really work out a good, a good way to do that for, for sort of smaller growing businesses. But thank you very much for that. Um, Tom, do you want to come back and join us? Yep, here we go. Antoine, the final and most important question is who in the world of RevOps would you most like to take for lunch? Yeah, I think uh, Rosaline uh, Santana is a, a master in the RevOps. Uh, I love uh, what, because she shared a lot in LinkedIn. And what is great is not always a full article, which sometimes it's long. It's really some quick tips and uh, it's really, uh, really nice. And I think she, she mastered the, 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 the ops world. So I would definitely uh, like to have a lunch with her. What was the surname? Sorry, it was Rosalind. Rosalind Santa Elena. 
Residence St. Helena. Okay, amazing. Yeah, well, I haven't heard of her, but we will definitely check her out. Um, Antoine, thank you for coming on. It's been uh, uh, an insightful journey into this kind of almost early RevOps function that you're building within this, it seems like, fast-going B2B SaaS company. Sounds like a very exciting journey ahead for you and the business. So like we, we look forward to following along and seeing where you end up. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom. Thank you very much, Tom and Alex. It was a, a real pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified Podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.